What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Sarah Fuller is a good goddamn kicker. She was told to squib it, it was executed perfectly, and if you can't see that, you need to remove your head from your asshole. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast, the internet's only turkey dinner podcast <laughs> i th- i thought joel i thought you were gonna go with um canada's 216th most popular football podcast that is also i didn't even think about that i completely forgot about that um <laughs> i got an email this week from some service trying to sell me something saying our podcast is doing as well as apparently right. the 216th ranked football brackets canada podcast so wow. whatever that means, wherever they got that information, I have no idea. It's apparently some kind of tracking service that um, obviously this um, skeleton production is not going to pay for. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and the funniest thing is, is like you think that they would like lie and be like, oh, you're within the top 100. And I'd be like, OK, well, maybe we can get some more traction. But like when you come out and say, first off. There are 216 football podcasts in Canada. Like, kudos to the other 215 that are above us. It doesn't take much to beat us, but, like, no. good on you for putting in the effort. And, uh, two, like, yeah, at 216, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't I don't think we should. This is not a thing we should subscribe to at all. Like, I do not wish to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> your thoughts are not controversial <laughs> or edgy. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that, that obviously that sales pitch uh, didn't work, but uh, hey, gave it the old college try, and I guess that's, that's really all you can do when you're in a sales position selling weird random podcast stuff to podcasters. Which, if you if you are someone who's listening to this who has not set up a podcast and you ever decide to do it, if you have an email attached to your podcast, which most people do through some you know some sort of network within there, they can find it. Um, do expect odd emails about stuff they want to sell you from time to time. It it, it does happen. <laughs> You know, you know, I'm almost, I'm almost sad. This is the first one you've shared with me. 
none of them have really been that interesting before. Like, nothing's ever really given me any kind of information or any kind of value at all. It's just, like, some random service right. that they're just cold calling you, basically, to try to get you to buy. In right, this case, right. this and guy had some ranking that I cannot either confirm or deny is the actual truth that we are apparently the 216th most popular football podcast in Canada. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? After I read that, I'm like... Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. We've got my sister and sometimes my father-in-law, and that's about it. Yeah, I know a few other people who listen from time to time, but uh, I don't know anyone who consistently listens to it, really. Yeah, this, well, Josh Smith and Fake Gainer. We still have Fake Gainer. Yes. Josh Smith is tailed off as we continue to make Josh... Now, now, like, the Josh Smith references are even funnier, because now we know that Josh Smith won't react to the Josh Smith references because Josh Smith no longer listens. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the takeaway from getting that. So maybe, maybe we need to start taking auditions for the unofficial third host of the Greencast. Right, if right. Because if that. you're not going to put in the effort and listen to it, then, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we have had Haji on for Eight and Nation before. Yes, and uh, we did the Between Two Johns episode before um, the Labor Day Classic one year. Right, that is that is that is correct. So so he is no, he's too official to be like the third host of the Greencast. Oh, like um, he knows what he's talking about and stuff. Like there's there's way too much going on there. Yeah, yeah, we need to we need to find. So you know what? If you're out there and you want to tweet us, the 216th ranked football podcast or podcast for football brackets Canada, to be precise, <laughs> we we will happily make you the new name drop person. Yes, we will be taking auditions. We are also accepting bribes, preferably in the form of beer. <laughs> yeah, we don't really, we really we do this podcast for beer. So that's it, it's really true. No, you're not. You're not wrong. That is the amount of beer. I I still tell the story of the Saskatoon men's bond spiel weekend. That it was like, well, we could drink here. Or we could go drink all of the beer our various sponsors have given us to hang out together. Mm -hmm. So. Sorry, Sester Men's Bonspiel from two years ago or a year ago. It a seems ago. like two. It feels like forever ago. ago. Yeah, I know, right? Pandemics and shit. Yeah, because we then we won't be partaking this year. So that's just. Uh, I don't the think way it will it be happening this year. No, it also should not be happening. That's also another. Thing. Although I think I think it would be fun. Um, I did play by play and some hosting stuff for a charity fun Bonspiel because there's actually this. Um, this website where you can go and like play an online curling game and like mm -hmm. there's chat and there's zoom and everything. See, something like that might be fun. Just get a big zoom room, a bunch of people. I might be onto something here. Cause I know, yeah. I know my liver come the last week of January starts like beefing up in preparation for bond spiel weekend. <laughs> So I feel like if I don't like it, like, like like a dog like shedding before spring, it just knows. Yeah, it just kind of like <laughs> it's really efficient with digesting alcohol. It's like, huh, I drank six beers tonight and I don't feel anything. Oh, it's almost the end of January. I almost feel like I should put this together just so I have something to you know help my liver shed its skin. Is that a thing the liver does? Question sure. Mark? It's not like we listen to doctors in this province, so who cares? <laughs> Sorry, don't worry. Not dying of COVID. Slow recovering from tonsil stone. Yeah. 
you can Google what that is. I I I I don't think we should go into length onto. No, we we don't have to go through that. I explained your condition to my wife the other day, and she was like, "You probably didn't have to tell me that." I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, it could have been a lot worse. I'm like, there's far more things to be afflicted by that are grosser than this. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, even telling you, I was like, wait, because you and I are both very trying not to catch the Rona. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, I had to tell you because I'm like, if I don't tell you, you might like silently judge me that I go to work the next day. Because if I say, hey, man, my voice is gone. I'm not feeling so hot. And I just leave it at that, and then I go to work, you'll be like, whoa, this is off-brand for you. I'm like, I should tell I should tell Joel what happened. That I was desperately stabbing at my tonsils with a Q-tip to make my breath not stink. And it affected my voice to a degree. Still a little out of commission, but good enough that I can get angry tonight. Absolutely. And uh, we will in a little bit, because we're going to talk about um, the CFL, the report from our man, Justin Dunk. about them apparently trying to work together and collude to make sure the players don't get paid as much this year. And CFL, Grey Cup, Unite Week, and all that in general. Uh, we also put out a call for a questions, and because we are only the 216th ranked podcast in Canada for football, uh, we got a few. A few we're going to answer, and we're going to answer one right off the bat. Like, a lot of shows do, like, a mailbag where they do a bunch of questions at the beginning or the end, or there's some shows that do, like, one question an episode, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, we're just kind of going to sprinkle these answers throughout the episode. Um, I believe in the industry, it's called a tease to keep you listening. So if your question hasn't been answered yet, just uh, make sure you listen all the way to the end, and then we might answer it. But I'm not going to guarantee anything. We we also may forget, because I know a number of times on this podcast, I've teased something we're going to talk about, and then we never do. That's that's fair. We kind of go on tangents. (laughs) It's what we're known for. So the question came from um, a friend of the show, acquaintance of the show. I'd call him friend of the show. Friend Ferland's a friend of the show. Ferland, yes. He was wondering about uh, Christmas meal tips. Because, mm-hmm. of course, uh, American Thanksgiving just came and went, which led us to see all of their delicious food as usual, um, especially from Belton Johnson, former writer, member of the Green Zone right now, and everything he does in the food world down here as sort oh. of a home foodie is just always just mouthwateringly good. So it always made me think about it, and I will say... Um, in honor of American Thanksgiving on Thursday, I ate way too much as as well. It was mm-hmm. just pasta, but I did eat way too much. So I, <laughs> I felt like I'd eaten a Thanksgiving meal, but it was just pasta. I I, I did that on uh, on Saturday as well. Um, ordered from a local local Saskatoon legend, uh, Chianti's. Got a little nice takeout there. from there, and yeah, way too much pasta. But um, but Ferlin was asking something about uh, what to make for his Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Was that the line? Yeah, something like that. We're, we're, we're into that season now, so people are starting to wonder. Uh, John and I do cook around a little bit, and, uh, of course, we like to talk about uh, brews and beers and drinks and what that goes with, right? Right, exactly. So that's why I had the idea, especially while, you know, you're down to your unit of five uh, this Christmas. You're probably going to want to do something a little bit smaller. So what I was thinking, Ferlin, you go ahead and do, like, a smaller meal, but you pair it with local brews, right? Uh, or you get what I call the Franken-Turkey as well. Uh, have you had a Franken-Turkey, Joel? It's one of those, like, it's like a log. And, like, you slice into the log and it's all, like, processed to hell. But it's, like, white meat on the outside and dark meat on the inside. No, it sounds horrible. It's actually sneaky good. And you know what's something, like, a salty, 
savory franken turkey would pair well with to to break up the flavors a little bit a pile of bones white ipa Mm -hmm. so to me you get your five people over maybe you get another family over the zoom or the skype or however you want to do it and you do a little, little little pairing like i feel like if you want something that is you you want like peak saskatchewan you start with a pierogi appetizer do up some nice pierogi some onions some butter and you pair it with a lentil a rebellion lentil beer mm-hmm. right can yep. you get more saskatchewan than that absolutely not no absolutely not only if you polish it off with with a vico that's the only way you could do it so which you could then, kind of right now with the armory vico cinnamon cinnamon vico stout if you can find it i feel like that'd be like a dessert beer yes i'm just saying that's yeah but so, it is so kind of vico. it is a something you could have a vico right so you know if you wanted cranberries i think cranberries are overrated i don't like them but I do love the Pile of Bones Cran Kettle Sour, as Joel can vouch from the night before his wedding when mm-hmm. I drank as many of them as I could put in my face. Yes. Very delicious so, beer, but not... I shouldn't... You shouldn't... If you find any in stores right now, it's probably pretty old and you probably shouldn't buy it. I'm right. just going to say it. <laughs> but, but that's fair. But in a perfect world, you, yes. you, you throw, throw a little bit of that in there. You know, you got your Rebellion Lentil. You got your, you know, your Pile of Bones to go against the... The hybrid Franken turkey that may or may not be a genetic mutation. You go against that. And for dessert, because I know myself when I have a big meal, this happened to me on Saturday. You're sitting there, you're drinking some beers. What was I drinking on Saturday? I think it was Rebellion Lentil. Lacey's trying to cut down the amount of gluten she's having. So we had some lentil beer. Hmm. And by the time I was done the pasta, I'm like, I am way too full. I have hit the point where I cannot consume more beer. So that's when you just go, you mix yourself a nice little uh, nice little vodka and lemon. It's nice and refreshing. It's light with some Lucky Bastard vodka because I'm going to put that in my face hole right now. So there you go, Ferlin. You just make some yourself some rogies and some Frankenstein turkey. That's all you need, bud. <laughs> because I can tell you, by the time you've had your first beer and your second beer if you can find it and then your third beer nobody's gonna care you that you really didn't provide that much food but is there anything better than rogies and turkey i don't think so saskatchewan is an ontario kid that's a thing you do right or 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 if you really want to step it up i don't know if you saw on twitter um during of course Grey cup unite trav mm-hmm. this uh two and out podcast travis hosting Kura, his Exactly. But, I mean, he's got to be in the top 100, at least, of top, like, he's got to be in the least of top 215 of podcasts, right? So uh, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I would put, the, I'd put him and Ty at least at 213, right? Yeah, they put yeah. some work into that thing. He makes a pierogi poutine. Oh, yeah, so yeah. There's a, yeah, I've seen those around. Oh, like. There's a food truck slash smoke barbecue kind of place here in Regina called Smitty's that... Schmitz, sorry, Schmitz, that makes a pretty good uh, pierogi poutine. Be still my beating heart, quite literally, because you are plugged <laughs> fat. <laughs> but there you go, Ferlin. Little rogies, little pan, little freak turkey, and lots of booze. You'll be all right, buddy. Absolutely. And I mean, throw in a vegetable, just something, I don't know, whatever you like. What would pair with, I feel like... 
like like you do the like the like the brown sugar carrots like you cook up some carrots with butter and brown sugar give them that like that sweet taste mm-hmm. or a sweet potato i feel like that would go really well with uh with an amber or a red yeah i mean I think... everything probably goes well with it but i'm i'm not for as much as i know about some things i'm not not really a pairings expert to be perfectly honest <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got into it. I, 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 I mm. I've kind of now started to pair, pair my alcohol with what I'm eating. Mm. They actually went to this. I and I, I think okay, business idea for somebody once the pandemic's over. Business idea for somebody. It's not me because I'd have no way to pull it off. I went to this. Um, they do this thing here in Saskatoon at uh, on the university. I forget Boffins. Boffins. Thank you. Myself. Um, I was like, you who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm watching the Monday Nighters, so maybe I'm talking Ugh. to Carson Wentz. Um, you go to Boffins, and they do this thing where they pair like five dishes with five things of wine. I'm mm-hmm. not a wine guy. It all tasted great. It was fantastic. So somebody could do that. Like, I feel like there's an opportunity there, especially with our sponsors, Pile of Bones. Oh, it's happened. It's happened. I don't know. Different. I don't know. I don't know what they do up in Saskatoon, but I know that. Um, at least Avenue, which is part of the Aiden group, has done uh, beer dinners with both Rebellion and Pile of Bones. Seen some other ones around at different places as well, too. So. But in, in fairness, we also have, like, you know, you guys in Regina have, like, several very good beer places. Mm-hmm. We have a couple. Nine Mile being one of them. Got to give our shout-out to the boys at Nine Mile. Absolutely. waiting for your transition there oh yeah i didn't i thought maybe you were going to add to that but uh oh no no I was just <laughs> i'm like okay we've talked about enough about food i thought we could move on to the meat and potatoes of the episode ah! <laughs> i did it but um bum bum and that's the kind of thing that'll get us up the 215th let's that go kind of 215 or maybe so even before we 14 maybe dream big right dream big at the goal's eye absolutely so before we get into all of that of course as usual john i think you probably basically already said it what's in the glass this week can't go wrong especially this time of the year um i have switched to a lucky bastard vodka now i just uh with i, I wish you could get lemons from saskatchewan because i wish this drink was more local <laughs> you could but it find has... the cyberpunk lemonade I made could. by the paperback beverage company I and could, then but... that would probably mix well with it that absolutely would mix very well with vodka. I just I I, I don't want to be shopping right now. Fair. So Lacey's become our designated shopper. So I will have to get her to get me some cyberpunk lemonade. But in the meantime, it is simply a couple lemons with some lucky bastard because I learned one thing. I tried a couple different vodkas mm-hmm. uh, in, in in the week since we last recorded, and I like the taste of my I like tasting my alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I needed a lot more lemons when it wasn't Lucky Bastard. Uh, Lucky Bastard is just, it's good, it's smooth, and again, they make hand hand sanitizer that doesn't make you want to throw up. I feel like that's got to be like something, because I know at work we use the Lucky Bastard hand sanitizer, and it doesn't smell like bad tequila. It's, it, it actually comes in the vodka bottles and smells a bit like their vodka, so it makes me thirsty every day. It's probably not a great thing. 
that's that's fair at least at work it's probably not a great thing (laughs) Uh, it's one of those things to look forward to you know you're talking to that person that's just not listening to you and doesn't have patience or time for a car dealership and you just go you know what my hands smell like what i'm gonna drink in a couple hours (laughs) it's not a terrible thing uh, for me, I'm going with, uh, it's funny we talked about it earlier, the beer of the Saskatoon Men's Bonds Bill last year, the Cold Brew Americano Stout from, of course, the sponsor of this here fine program, the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Just a nice dark roasty with uh, the right hit of coffee, coffee okay. from uh, Caliber Coffee right here in Regina. So it's local on local. And, and, and as Krista on Twitter pointed out, she asked, mm. you know, do you have it? When do you have it? Do you have it in the morning or the evening? And you know what? During a bond spill, Krista, you have you have both during both. Absolutely. A little That's coffee, a little cold brew Americano stout to, to, you know, really make the fuzz from the night before go away. And when you're running out of energy because you've been drinking the whole day, you have both as well. Uh-huh. It's just it's, it's good. And as a as a guy that doesn't normally like dark beers, I will say for a dark beer, I love it. Yeah, it's very, very smooth and very easy drinking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have that, like, that half bog water, half beer taste like Guinness. It's, it's got flavor to it and good flavor. Absolutely. Um, and just to throw out a little podcast business on the side here, um, I can also let you know the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, you can actually find, you, start, you should be able to start to find um, their beers across Western Canada from Manitoba to BC. So if your local store does not have the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, uh, start begging them, start asking them to uh, look into getting it because it is available for across the Western provinces. Now you should be able to find that in select locations, at least at least that's what I was uh, told last time I was in there. Also a lot of great new beers on the way as well, including uh, the first one up is going to be a raspberry Porter, which should be delicious. Yeah. I saw the raspberry, uh, we tail, uh, was in the liquor store. And actually I know mm. in Calgary, that's a summer. Uh, thing, yeah. A couple of the, um, yeah, there was only like a couple packs left, but mm-hmm. I know in Calgary, a couple of the places that specialize in craft beer, uh, I wish I remembered, I, I wish I remember the store's names because it's like you walk in there, it's nothing but local and craft. Yeah. My brother-in-law informed me that he picked up some pile of bones from one of those joints uh, nice. no, not too long ago because yeah. he had come to visit and obviously hears about it on the podcast because he listened to the beginning of a third of an episode. Yes. From what I've been told, apparently the Space Cadet IPA sells really well in Alberta. So that's I mean, it's not really surprising. So. Yeah, no, it's a great beer. Because mm-hmm. when I think about the Alberta IPAs, I know there's a lot of really good ones, but none of them are like that West Coast style that yeah, the Space yeah. Cadet is. So I'm not surprised that it's moving well because it's kind of a, it's a, little bit of, it's a little bit of a different track, a little bit of a different take on the IPA than maybe some of the other producers in Alberta, at least the bigger ones that the, the market would be used to. Yeah, now that I'm thinking of some of the beers I've had in Alberta, that is a very accurate assessment, Joel. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what the hell you're talking about. Sometimes. Occasionally. Fake it till you make it, right? Until <laughs> we make it at 2.14. Absolutely. Speaking of fake it till we make it, the CFL has yeah. um, decided that uh, they may want to get into some shenanigans. Um, the PR machine that is TSN pumped out a story uh, the day after uh, Justin Dunks. Uh, big story about them wanting to collude to make sure that every team at least attempted to spend to the floor in 2021 instead of spending to the cap limit. Um, saying that uh, it's, a, it's an option that's available for teams and they're allowed to do it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, we all know that, fine, whatever. Um, 
So, yeah, and then this is this really is a story that I think should have maybe had larger legs than it did. Maybe I just missed it a little bit, but I mean, if the teams are essentially coming out and you know the league is trying to convince the players that this is something, sorry, the players, the teams, that this is something they should be doing, that they should be saving money by making sure they spend to the floor in 2021. As sports editor Ash Madani said, whether you like the guy or not, this is just this is straight up collusion and. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for Dunk's report, or maybe, you know, potentially someone else may have reported on it as well, because there's a lot of other great reporters around this league who find out stuff that um, the league doesn't want us to ever know about, and then they gets reported on, thankfully, because this league is allergic to uh, telling us information and giving us sort of the full picture of what's going on within the league. And this could have easily been one of them, because as I wrote on 3 Down Nation, there is no system in place to let us know exactly how much teams are spending on salaries, because... That's just the way it's always been. I mean, teams don't right. even want to tell you how long their players are signed for, for the most part. Forget about how much money they make. And, I mean, there's lots of reasons for and against all of them. But now, now I think it's imperative that the league come out and make sure that they're very transparent about this process if they have been caught trying to collude. Because now, if they, if, if, if you know, if, if we play in 2021... And then the league comes out after the season and sends out its usual press release saying all the teams are cap cap compliant or not in 2021. We won't know if they actually colluded or not, and we can't really prove otherwise. I mean, the players will get that information. So hopefully, um, if there's something suspicious going on, the players would let us know. But, I mean, who knows, really? So this whole thing is just a cluster. And it's just aggravating that the CFL thinks that this is fine. Well, and that's the thing, that the CFL just thinks that, like, this is okay, that, that that Arash is right. This is collusion. This is driving players' salaries down in a league that is too busy making sure that every ex-player is making six figures to do basically nothing the second they step off the field, is not paying the players a whole hell of a lot, so... And you're right, Joel. You you said it. You said it the best that that TSN spun it like, oh, they want to make sure everybody spends the minimum, and all it's going to be. Wasn't that the point of a cap floor that you, you have yeah. to spend to the minimum the whole and, time? And, like, and I, I mean, I mean, in, in in theory, all nine teams could independently make the decision that they don't have the cash to spend to the cap, and they spend to the floor. And that's fine. There's nothing in the rules against that. And if that is the conclusion that they all nine teams come to independently then so be it. That's that's a decision they're allowed to make. But when the decision, when the idea is planted in their head from above, that's when I start to have a problem with it, and that's where we are right now. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, the league's, the league's looking at ways to save money mm-hmm. in what is likely going to be a, we don't have a plan for the 2021 season. So they're going to need to desperately hold on. They need to get the product out there. They can't go away for two years. Like, no. you and I have talked about that a lot. You you can go away for a year and have a nice, big, punchy relaunch and CFL football's back and get everybody excited and and, and get re, really re-spark interest. But, like, I don't think they have a plan, and this is more showing it. Like, realistically, the cap floor to the cap, to, to the cap is million bucks 600,000 I believe is the difference so that's it like are you really that desperate to save a couple bucks that 
you know, you're willing to do that to the players and just basically, you know, throw it on them and collude against your own players. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a good look. Um, the players really need to win a CBA negotiation coming up here, and I, I just, it sucks that they won't have an opportunity to do so because next year is going to be very, very weird unless there's an unprecedented expediency to the vaccine rollouts here in Canada because that's that to me is the only – like the CFL had no plan for next year. They had absolutely no plan. They had no bubble plan. They had no hybrid plan like the NFL where they basically tell the players, okay, show up, don't do anything, go home to your family, but again, don't do anything. that's, That's going real well for them too right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's fair, but I, I think, too, if the NFL tried to do something like that in a country that actually cared about, you know, some mitigation, mm-hmm. I think it would have the potential to work. Like, I honestly believe, even though Canada's numbers are rising right now, they're still nowhere near where the states is. I think if the CFL was smart enough to say, okay, you're going to play at your home stadiums, or we're just going to have a Western division, and, and it was just, like, there was no plan. Like the only the, they were all in on the Canadian government basically going, listen, we have more vaccines bought than anybody in the world right now, and that's your only hope of getting saved. It's it's shameful. And now that that the that the government has inadvertently bailed them out. Like they they haven't bailed them out directly. They haven't given them money directly, although no. you'd think they may have based on their social media feeds telling us all to make sure we get the COVID app, which again, you should. great idea. Which you should, yeah. Fantastic idea. You should download the app, but I should not be receiving that messaging from the CFL. It looks weird. It's strange. So you have a league that's basically like sucking up to the government because they're basically going, you just saved us by making sure you had a whole shitload of vaccines bought and paid for. It's just to go through this and to be given, you know, basically a second chance because the government was smart and bought a whole bunch of vaccines and to go out and be like, okay, okay, okay. Our assets have been saved no credit to us we did nothing and our asses have been saved potentially yeah let's go screw the players that's their first thought like it's just it's like yeah yeah and i mean this is and this is the whole other side of this so even if the cfl wasn't going to try and make this happen and the good news if you're a player in this league or you're a fan of this league who believes in accountability and following the rules as they are currently written um the good news is the history of this league suggests you're never going to get the nine teams to agree on the be on the same page on this. This this is just this has always been nine independent franchises that do things their own way and don't really think big picture what's great for the league for the most part. And that's kind of what's landed us where we are today with the state of this league. That's you know, that's that's just what it is. It is, yep. And so the fact is that to me says at some point that so. There may be a point where the teams agree that they're going to do this, and I've heard other people talking about this too, and I agree, but there could be another point in the season where contending teams are suddenly feeling pretty good about themselves, and they're like, you know what, maybe we should spend to get this guy or that guy, and then all of a sudden there's, the pact is broken, right? So, I mean... <laughs> well, well, and, and, and you're exactly right, Joel. Yeah. We know who would be spending to the floor. Toronto's mm-hmm. going to spend to the floor... BC is basically and thankfully running off of a trust account from, you know, the passing of David Braley. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden it's July, August, 
and they're letting, say, 20,000 people into New Mosaic. And let's say the Riders are several games over 500. And all of a sudden, merch is flying off the shelves again, and things are, and people can buy footlong hot dogs, and they can buy their basic beer at the concessions, they can buy their good beer at the one stand that always sells out quickly. Note to Mosaic Stadium, people. I don't believe for a second, and that's the one thing when I saw this collusion story, I'm like, okay, this 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 is terrible from an optic standpoint, but you're right. There's no way that every single team would ever stick to that. No. Ever. No. I, I, I can't see that actually happening. And regardless, whether this ask happens or not, whether this is something they can ever agree upon or not, if I'm in the situation where we're at right now, if I'm a player in this league, if I'm someone high up in the, in the CFLPA, I do understand that some type of that sacrifices will have to be made. Right. There's no question about that. No one's saying that the players should not bend on anything. That's not at all. The sacrifices are going to be have to be made across the board to make sure that this league operates with less of a loss than it is probably going to in 2021. There's no question right. about that. But for the league owned mostly by millionaires and by public teams that have lots of money and basically cannot fold at this point, to go directly to basically as uh, this is happening go to the players, and they've also gone to the coaches who don't have a choice in this. They've already reduced their cap, and we're already hearing about staffs that are going to be reduced next year because of these changes. And they're already asking for them when we don't know if they've done anything to clean up their their end of things. So if I'm the players, if I'm with the PA, I'm saying, okay, we're willing to talk, we're willing to negotiate, we're willing to bend on some things to make sure that this league survives through this turbulent time over the next few years. But I want to make sure that you're cleaning up your mess too because there are teams in this league that spend mass amounts of money on all kinds of other things because as we sort of, you know, the math has kind of been done over the years where player salaries are about 25% of expenses. So mm-hmm. that leaves 75% of what else and yeah, there's other football ops stuff that gets paid for too. So I, don't under- I understand that as well. But the business ops, the front offices of these teams that have, that have nothing to do with football are inflated. Now, whether mm-hmm. that's because... You know, you see it with the community teams a lot because they make big revenue and they have to spend it on something, so they do. And that probably forces the, you know, the private teams that maybe don't have the money or don't want to spend the money to kind of keep up with it a little bit at the same time. And so these things have kind of gotten out of control where they could probably, as much as I, you know, no one likes to see people lose their jobs. There could be some trimming there. There could be some efficiencies found within those front offices. And I'd say, okay, you've done that. And number two, I would say, if I'm the players, have you agreed to revenue sharing? Those would be the two things that I'd be like, okay, if you've done that, now we can talk. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you you put you hit the nail on the head. You really did. Um, if the players don't want the owners to have an opportunity to collude, then get on the revenue sharing boat. And mm-hmm. and, and and I hate to say it, every other league in North America does it. They do, and. I I I don't want to put words in a dead man's mouth but you can't tell me that David Braley didn't have something to do with that. Uh, up until a couple years ago, he owned two of the league's teams and was notorious for not spending a ton of dough on those teams. Yeah. So if they were making a profit, 
And you did read the rumblings. I mean, he never publicly came out and said he was against revenue sharing. And, I mean, it is tough with community-owned teams, but, I mean, that's basically what they did with the Alouettes the last time we were playing football. Mm-hmm. They basically were revenue sharing in a way that was like, okay, so if you don't want this team to fold, you're going to give them a whole shitload of money. Wouldn't it just be better to go, okay, everybody, we're gonna, we're all going to make money. We're all going to better ourselves. We're all going to share some dough. Yep. And the players need to dig in and get that because now, rather than collusion, the owners would be able to go to the players and go, okay, hey, revenues are going to be down. We need to work something out. Yeah, but absolutely. They're just not going to because, again, you have nine independent teams that continue to run like independent teams instead of like in a league. And I'm I'm not suggesting that you go to the full the full owned by one person model like no. major soccer has used or the XFL some exactly. But every other league seems to seems to get along. And, and your piece on on three down, it does a really good point of talking about we need disclosure and we need you know we need to know the salary cap numbers and like it's a shame that even teams like the nll i can easily find out what guys make per game yeah and the cfl you can't so again kudos to dunk kudos to the other reporters that would have broke it i i feel like this is something that that if justin didn't break it would be in a rash john hodge or somebody like that 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 would break this story and and blow the lid off the collusion and you know expose more warts of the cfl so mm-hmm. i'm glad it got blown up before it had a chance to really you know bite the players in the ass because all the players are going to be pushing for more disclosure and it's good for everybody yeah absolutely and of course the story broke in the middle of what was gray cup united week which was i guess by a default thing. the most exciting year the most exciting week on the cfl calendar this year oh, um god i mean it was fine it was I don't want to get too negative on this thing because it was something that was a good idea that the league tried to execute, but a lot of it kind of felt like they were still kind of making it up as they go. Like, the thing that really sticks out to me is, so they had the special on TSN on Saturday night, which is great, and then they decided, or I don't know when they decided, but they announced that day that the CFL draft lottery results were going to be announced, and it's like... You announced this lottery a couple weeks ago. You knew this yep. event was coming up. Why not just say then so then you could at least have some kind of anticipation building up to this broadcast and give people to know weeks in advance a reason to tune in instead of dropping on it the day of. So the, the whole thing, while there were some positives to it, I, other than, I mean, there were some positives to it, but there's also some negatives to it. Like we've talked about, like, it's great that the players were out and talking and available and the commissioner was out and talking and it was available, but it was all in the middle of the day. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, which is fine normally during Great Cup week, but I'm sorry, no one's really taking time off to do things digitally during the day. No, no. And I think this is just a product of how the CFL and their teams have been forced to lay their good content people off, which I think is a mistake. Uh, I get it. It is tough. You got to everybody's got to tighten the purse strings. But, you know, you look at what other leagues have done. And again, me being a lacrosse guy with some Barkley lacrosse agrees, background. Apparently. apparently you can hear Barkley. Barkley wants to come downstairs and hang out. <laughs> <if the problem. laughs> he hears me talking and hanging out in the basement. Normally he chills with me playing video games. So um, the National Lacrosse League 
still has a social media presence. Mm-hmm. And I have told you some... some well, even some of the thing. team, like the Bombers put out that pretty good video of all the clips of The Office for their s- schedule. That was, that was unreal. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what happens when you don't lay off your entire content teams. Like, the Premier Lacrosse League still has content people. Meanwhile, you're watching the CFL put up dumb polls like... Who was the best second string Canadian wide receiver last year? Like, guys, people don't give a damn. Nobody wants a Twitter poll. People want stuff to talk about. You know, let's let's catch up on what guys are doing and how they're keeping their off seasons and and hope for the next season. And and that stuff and, was and, there, but maybe put it in a more accessible format. Well, that was it. It was like, oh, okay, so you can watch one player. It seemed like the teams that kind of have an idea, that kind of still have people, had put together like, okay, in conversation with these three or four guys run by the team, like, how on earth does the league not get together one night, like the Thursday night, which is traditionally your first night of boozing at the Grey Cup, and Mm -hmm. like put together something? But with all that, with the league trying. They tried tried something. The execution could have been better, I think, is the the bottom line from it. And I mean, in, in and hopefully, we never have to do it again. Quite frankly, because we'll no, no, go exactly, back to a normal exactly. Grey Cup week after this. Hopefully, it, it, exactly. <laughs> and the execu- and the people that worked on it, I I just think that everybody's so short staffed that there was nobody to work on what should have been a good idea. But where I want to give kudos, it seemed like these. Grey Cup Unite events passed without any mention on my timeline. And my echo chamber is pretty CFL heavy. But the things that lit up my echo chamber were the things organized by the quote-unquote amateurs. You look at, you know, the CFLs always had their their Grey Cup tweet up. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do anything like that, which again, hello, giant missed opportunity great cup tweet up via zoom so the bc lions brian and and the lions Den podcast held one yeah he has he normally has uh, like a fan gathering i believe on the friday night or maybe yeah i think friday night wednesday night some one of the nights before the weekend he usually has a you know he gets you know he sets up his thing in a barn a bunch of fans go and hang out and have a good time Exactly, which yep. was cool, and and I know Brian in the past has raised mm-hmm. money. Uh, I I I'm, I'm drawing a blank if he did that again. Knowing Brian, they they probably raised some money for charity. You looked at what the Two and Out CFL podcast did, mm. Travis and, and Ty. Um, they had their annual live show, which is starting to become a a Grey Cup thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their annual live show virtually with a donut a timbit eating competition and they raised a bunch of money for charity so that was the one like that and and what what brian and the lion's den did and what the spirit of edmonton organizing committee did and brought fans together like i know ryderville did one too but i i don't honestly don't know how well attended it was i didn't i didn't see anything so i can't comment on that one no no and i'm i'm the same way i didn't see a lot of and like i have a lot of lot of rider fans on 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 uh, that i follow i didn't see them mentioning it but you know but like the, and it's funny that the cfl wouldn't tap into that you know and again maybe that's a lack of people maybe that's a lack of familiarity maybe that's a lack of i know when i was with travel to and out the cfl was so sensitive about things that were said specifically by me by you yes of course yeah oh 100 that they weren't willing to work quite as closely 
And sometimes you need to put on your big boy pants and realize that people aren't going to like everything you do and people aren't going to slurp up everything you do and just embrace it. And to me, that's what they should have done is rather than trying to run your own offshoot thing that nobody really cares about, why compete with the people that are doing good things, partner up with them, make it a thing. Again, I hope we never have to do this again, Joel, but who knows what next year's going to be, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the federal government says we should mostly be vaccinated by September, which means we could potentially have a normal-ish Grey Cup week in Regina, or in Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. But I, I like that they tried. I don't like that the fact that this could have been something really cool for a week and they got rid of, to me, they got rid of some of the wrong people in the front office at the wrong time and it failed. Mm -hmm. It just, it, 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 it's like, I'm not mad. I'm like disappointed dad a little bit. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Exactly. But at the same <laughs> time, I'm so proud of what the spirit of Edmonton and to and out and, and the lion's den and what these other people did to make it actually a pretty cool week. Mm -hmm. so I, I had that I had that bit of FOMO. I was like, oh, I should have paid the five bucks to do CFL, you know, two and out live. But, you know, that's also like seeing your ex after losing 100 pounds and looking way hotter. <laughs> so there's a degree of that with that. So, yes. So before we go, uh, we do have questions that need to be answered. All right. I'm here to answer those questions. So we're going to start with um, friend of the program, Fake Gainer. Oh, huge friend of the program. Love him. He has three questions. Number one. We'll spell with a K. Yep. If the CFL is a go in 2021, what are your way too early predictions for TV ratings? Will be they will they be way down compared to 2019? I think they'll be up. I think that the CFL is looking at playing at a time where they traditionally play. Yeah, which as we're seeing with the NFL... This year and a year where everyone has seen historic lows is playing at their regular time. So did baseball, but baseball yep. has its own issues that we don't need to get into on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> don't compete with the NFL. Football seems to be the one constant ratings-wise. The NFL, the NCAA, football is a thing that people watch. And... You know, you and I could break that. We could spend an episode breaking down why do people watch football. Yeah. But I think the ratings will be up. I think the CFL and the teams will figure their ish out and have a really good relaunch. I think the fact that, like, again, I, I think CFL fans, you're watching. Like, I know I watch the NFL ball, and I love the NFL, and I love my Vikings, but nothing compares to my love of my Blue Bombers. And it's well, like because the they've actually won in your lifetime. <laughs> the Vikings are never going to do that. They do have a fullback uh, with the last name Ham, though. So, I mean, <laughs> you, take, you win some, you lose some, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Your favorite player's name is Ham, but they're never going to be a good football team. Um, to me, Watching the other football go on makes me miss the CFL more. See, I've been, I, I haven't, I haven't really missed it all that much. And I know that's like kind of weird to say, but I mean, this 2020 has been so weird. And I'm watching the NFL 
I'm watching the NCAA because I mean I love college football. So I'm, I'm kind of guiltily watching the NCAA because I really feel like they shouldn't be playing for a myriad of reasons. Right. And the NFL is kind of getting to that point where they should at least figure something out and do something differently. But I'm still watching. But at the same time, I understand why the CFL didn't play. And I I almost feel like they ultimately made the right decision given oh, the way everything's oh, are going. The way, the way COVID has exploded the last while. You know, the Winnipeg bubble would have become very dicey toward the end yep. at the most important point of the season. And I think ratings might have been a struggle for them just because I think for a lot of people sports just isn't high on their list of things they care about right now. And I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing numbers, even for, for a lot of stuff, this is down because even, you know, especially the stuff that's not being played at the normal time, but even some other stuff that hasn't played at the normal time is down because people are like, I don't care right now. Yeah. And I, uh, that's why I think you're right. The CFL made the right decision. And I think, and the reason I say timing is if you read the good news, which I'm a bit of an optimist when it comes to COVID, despite what it might sound like on this podcast. Um, by all accounts, come June, when CFL season's kicking into gear, there should be a, a you know a pretty significant chunk of the population should be have access to the vaccine. And we know that, and what we know of the virus now is that we can we can get through summers relatively unscathed compared to time where we have to spend time indoors. Well, and and that's exactly it, right? And so we'll be in a point, you'll have a good chunk of people with the virus. You'll have the people that are most at risk from COVID likely inoculated by June when we start to see the CFL. You know, you'll have the guys like you and I that are healthy, no pre-existing conditions. You know, life will start to me next summer is going to kind of be our slow return to normal. And I feel like the CFL is going to ride that way. Yeah. And you'll have the CFL back and you'll have this slight return to normal where you can go over to a buddy's house, bring, bring, uh, bring some beers and watch some football with your buddies. I don't know if there'll be, I, I, I don't think you'll have 30,000 people in a stadium. No, you might have 10, 15, you know, come June, but you'll be able to go to a friend's house and have some beers and watch some football. Yeah. I mean, for for me to answer the question, ratings in 21, um, should they play? I think there'll be a bump at the start, but then it'll kind of plateau kind of to their historic norm. Oh, I would would agree. Now, I think this would be a great opportunity for the CFL to shorten the season. Yeah. That, again, a whole other topic, but Mm -hmm. if you basically peeled four games off, you take June off, do your training camps in June when, you know, things are down, and start your season Canada Day weekend, the NHL will be done. Baseball, especially the Blue Jays, look like they might be relevant next year, will be in the dog days. I think the CFL would have a, has a great opportunity to come back and make Canadians feel good again. And I hope that happens. It's possible, um, but they're not going to shorten the season. Anyway... Uh, question two, John, did you get my mail? Yes, I did, Fake Gainer. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I DM this to you, as I could have sent a carrier pigeon, as I now know your address. Um, it's a do two pigeons for one know, special. Do, do pigeons know addresses? I don't know. How do um, pigeon carriers, like, I would be, be fascinated how those, like, actually worked. Like, how do they know where to go? 
Th- that's th- yeah. Do you tell them where? Like, do you... okay. I have to. I'm Joel at two a.m. today. I'm going to be reading. With <laughs> I can't sleep because of friggin' pigeon carriers. Um, Sorry. I did get your package, and as I mentioned to you in DM form, it was a two for one special. Uh, so next time you have a script for me, let me know. And question three: Does the year off hinder or hurt more of the age thirty and over players? Uh, it doesn't hurt them. Not one bit. I think so. I don't think so. I think you know. I think what hurts is your young guys. It hurts your young guys more than your old guys. I think there's something to be said for your veteran players who've been basically, you know, being banged around probably every summer, spring, fall since they were 14, 15 years old to have a year to rest the body and recover fully and rehab fully and do all that. I think your veteran players are going to look even better next year. I think where it's going to hurt is your young guys that need some more experience learning the Canadian game specifically, uh, learning the waggle, learning playbooks and things like that. I think it will hurt those guys, but your veterans, I think you're going to see a boost in veteran production early next CFL season because you'll have a lot of guys that are healthier than they've ever been in decades. That's probably fair. I, I mean, I think we're going to probably see a drop-off of those guys in general. I think there's going to be some guys who decide they're just not going to come back. Keep, keep their jobs as car insurance salesmen. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is an entirely fair uh, choice for them to make at this point. And, yeah, I mean, that's the way. So the final question we actually got, um, we can tie it back to the start of the show a little bit. I don't know if we're going to be able to go through five of them because I don't know if I know that many, to be honest with you. Uh, but Adrian was asking top five holiday inspired beverages. Okay, um, rum yep. and eggnog. Yeah, that's. I think that's the clear number one. Right, right, right. Saskatoon Men's uh, City Bonspiel Cold Brew Americano with a side of coffee. You could probably make a pretty good sort of beer cocktail with cold brew Americano. Okay, okay. When we're allowed to hang out again, we're gonna do that. Hmm. Um, okay, number three, holiday cocktail. Um, vodka, Lucky Bastard Vodka, and anything <laughs> or any occasion. Um, number four, uh, mojitos. Mojitos. It's a holiday beverage for you. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Well, he means like Christmas holiday. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. It is, it's the Festivus. It's a Festivus beverage. And number five, um, yeah, margaritas for Cinco de Mayo. There, there we go. There's five. I did it. I think the easiest answer is the scotch on the rocks, really. I mean, is there nothing like that's one of those things like I, I don't drink it like I like whiskey. I don't drink a ton of scotch anymore just because it's expensive in this bloody province. But oh, God, yeah. There is something about after the Christmas meal, it's Christmas night, especially after everyone's gone, or there's a few of you left, and you just pour that little bit of scotch on some rocks and just sit around the fire or hang around the table and chat a little bit with it. That's 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 where it's at. When you become a dad, Joel, that will go away. You'll just want to be so drunk that you go, please, kids, go the fuck to sleep. See, but the, I'm scotch, the scotch gets you there, though. Oh, no, no, no. Everything gets you there. But the problem is, is the scotch, it's so nice and it's so smooth when it touches your lips. 
it's it it it's like you want to relax, but you've got excited children running around going Santa, 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 Santa. Uh, Next thing you know, yeah, dogs I mean, barking. And, uh, I mean, obviously, at that point, you would wait until. That's why I said, well, everyone's gone. When there's maybe you when you're by yourself, or you're with your with your spouse, or you're with maybe just a couple of other family or friends. At that point, it's it's not it's the scotch isn't the hey everyone's still here let's have a scotch. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. And now I need to venture out into the unknown again and buy some scotch. Because now I want it on my lips. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.